0: Good morning and welcome to the Sacred Heart Hour here on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. We are joining you live from the studios here at St. Gabriel. This is Father Stosh Daly, joining by Chuck and Joanne Wilson. Good
1: morning.
2: Good
0: morning, Father. And as we enter into this first Friday, the month of November, we do so celebrating the feast day of St. Charles Borromeo. We invite you to join us as we begin this hour by entering into prayer through the morning offering In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops, and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular for those recommended by our holy father this month, Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. 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 Chuck and Joanne, here oh, good, we
1: are, Father. <laughs> good morning, Father. And I know we have a packed-filled program today. But, when don't we? <laughs> but we exactly. <laughs> but, but we also are celebrating a couple of special occasions, and I'll put them in not one specific order, just. Um, two occasions. One is this is our seventh anniversary of the show. Today, really? today, November. your wow. birthday, No, I, I mean there, there aren't any. I was I was hoping for flowers. I was hoping you know maybe there would be an audience.
0: They're in our hearts and minds. Oh,
1: okay. Oh,
0: Mary's here. Mary's here.
1: Our seventh anniversary. We started in November. Oh, really. And wow. here we are.
2: Time flies, and you're having fun. Yeah,
1: and uh, so forth. And there's still a lot of work to be done, Father, (laughs) so we can't rest on our laurels. And I know the second occasion today is a birthday, (laughs) and uh, Father Stosh Daly's birthday today. So everybody out there... Wish Say a little my prayer
0: happy birthday. birthday.
2: That's what he'd probably like the most. Exactly. <laughs>
0: yeah. You got it. But anyway, we got,
1: um, as we said, we're welcoming everybody to the Sacred Heart Hour program. And I think for our listeners today, um, and I know we have every program, some new listeners that are not sure about the Sacred Heart Father. Mm. And how, how would you describe why the Sacred Heart Hour, why the Congress, why are we promoting the heart of Jesus?
3: Wow.
2: <laughs> That'll take the whole program, Jack. We can just well, See it. how
0: sharp he is on his
1: birthday. <laughs> I know.
0: <laughs> it's all those extra hours of sleep I got. Not. Um, you know, I, here's the thing. Um, we all know we were made for something more than what we oftentimes settle for. And so the Sacred Heart Hour here on St. Gabriel Radio on the first Friday of the month, uh, the whole devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus, uh, the annual Congress of the Sacred Heart, which is tomorrow at St. Paul's, the, the uh, practice, the expression of love and dependency that is the enthronement of the Sacred Heart in someone's life, in their home, where they work, where they study, where they work, um, where they play even. I mean, all of these things um, are tools or avenues by which we can obtain the one that we were actually made for, who is Jesus. And uh, we see in our lives and we see in the lives of our loved ones, especially those who are closest to us, that so, so many people, they're looking for someone. They're looking for something and they're grasping, uh, aiming for anything and everything, anyone and everyone around them. They're looking for love. Exactly. And so, you know, they, they reach out for it and. Uh, Maybe they don't find it in the totality. They know they're supposed to find it or they get hurt or scarred or uh, bruised or they fall. Um, And they still know they're still made for someone or something. And, you know, this program, the whole Sacred Heart devotion, um, it's basically an expression of God the Father's love. He sends us his Mm -hmm. son. His son directs the attention of our eyes, of our minds, of our hearts to his heart. Um, His heart, which we can see uh, through beautiful renditions and art. His heart that we can adore, and praise, and even receive in the Holy Eucharist that we can, you know, obtain and consume in the Mass. But also, there's that opportunity to return the love, and I think that's what's also important. Anyone who enters into a true uh, relationship that blossoms into a friendship, which is then a a love, you know, you want to not only receive but you also want to return. You want to give that love back to the one who loves you. And that's where the real, I think, potency or the power of the Sacred Heart de- devotion comes in is that we, the, fir- the person who first experiences the heart of Jesus, learns that they are loved. But then through the Sacred Heart devotion, we learn how to love him in return, how to Ooh, love him in response.
2: That's beautiful. And Father. that's that
0: key word reparation. You know, we, we always hear that word reparation. Uh, the more we learn about the Sacred Heart on the first Friday of the month, you know, and people are like, well, what is reparation? You know, how do I live a life of reparation on the first Friday? And it's basically the idea of returning the love on behalf of those who do not love him and on behalf of those who actually maybe offend him. And that's why, you know, when we go to Holy Mass on the first Friday of the month, which is so incredibly important to go to Holy Mass on the first Friday, when we receive Our lord jesus christ of course we're presuming we're in that state of grace we receive our lord to then return those graces we just received in his heart through holy communion to return those as an act of love and reparation for those who have offended him or hurt him and we can go all the way back to the scourging at the pillar the crucifixion on the cross we can go back to the ten lepers he cured only one of whom came back nine of whom did not or we can even think of today with the pain and the scourge that our society is inflicting on people and children through like the gender ideology nonsense. I mean, that's a scourge. That's a Mm -hmm. wound on Jesus. He gives us our identity. He gives us our humanity. He gives us all this love. And then we offend him by not treasuring it, not valuing it properly. And, you know, the, the idea of the sacred heart is to learn how God loves us and then to know how to return that love to him.
1: And you know, Father, the best way to do it is obviously getting the Mass, getting to the sacraments. Totally, yeah. And that's what the Sacred Heart does, is it changes our hearts to want to spend time with Him in adoration and so forth. But also, once a year, we have the Congress, and it is tomorrow. It's our 11th annual Congress. And, you know, for people out there, and uh, one of the promotions we use is, do you yearn for peace, protection, and joy Mm -hmm. of a Christ-centered home? The Sacred Heart of Jesus is the answer. And the Congress is coming up. It's tomorrow at St. Paul's. Um, It's our 11th annual Sacred Heart. It's at St. Paul the Apostle Church in Westerville. And this is a yearly gathering focused on helping us grow in true, authentic holiness. And I was sharing with Joanne, asked her the question, and then asking myself, why is it that I look forward to the Congress every year, and I think for me, it's because it's not about the speakers; it's about the message. Mm. It's about that's us. a good way to
0: put it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's yeah. about I always,
1: it was catchy. always the sacred heart. Yeah, it's true. I'm glad I got a fan club. <laughs> <laughs> so. But it's, it's always do, leading us to Jesus, and you know when you talk about the way, the truth, and the life. Yes, and I know, Father coming into the church as a convert, I still play that card. Mm. I'm still, you know, still on my journey. But I know the way is really Jesus gave us the church. Yeah. And he gave us the sacraments. And I go back to something the early fathers always talked about in John's gospel, reveals the sacred heart of Jesus as the fountain of life that is the source of the church, Mm. of the gospels, of the sacraments, and of grace. So for those I, I've heard, well, I'm busy. I got to rake leaves tomorrow. You know, I can't really come tomorrow. Yeah. Father, what what would you say to them?
0: Um, initially, without <laughs> really thinking and kind of letting Just- charity overwhelm my thoughts, I was like, "Your priorities are messed up." You know, let the wind rake the leaves. Um, but I, I would also then, you know, kind of not say that. <laughs> I would kind of like Especially if you're it. the namer. <laughs> you know? But I, I would really encourage them to think, like, why is it we never seem to have time for what's important, but we always seem to make time for that which isn't essential?
2: Ooh. another catchy one. So put that on a bumper sticker. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But I I think there's like a temptation within us, uh, or there's a weakness within us to succumb to that temptation. We never have time for what's important. And yet, if you look at what we do throughout our day, we always seem to carve out a lot of time for that which is not essential. And and you can kind of uh, maybe provoke a deeper conversation by just asking some questions. It's like, is everything in your life totally good?
2: You know, I think it's really very simple because Jesus is the answer. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: He is the remedy. And Chuck and I, over these uh, 50 years, have been involved in about every apostolate in the church in the new evangelization. And the reason we have, I wouldn't say settled, but the reason we are so focused on the sacred heart. Because he is the remedy. He is the answer. Mm. And as we would, you know, before COVID, be able to really more personally come into mm. homes. And, you know, Father, you would uh, counsel us to say, we're not counselors. We're not, you know, problem solvers. But we're bringing the one who right. is.
3: Yeah, And That's you true. bring
2: Jesus into yep. your home. Yep and you make that commitment to truly Lord, you are king of this home now. You are a brother, you are a friend, you are a savior and things change and it's no competition. You know, in the church we have so many wonderful different orders and apostolates and movements and this is for everyone Mm -hmm. that you all, everyone, please come because to say, well, maybe I've been there before. No, this is a renewal. This is a moment of grace for you. And it's not a repeat of any year because our sacraments, our messaging in the church is always fresh, is always new, is always personal. So really, I can't think of anything that would keep you from coming tomorrow. And you can come right at the door. And the donation is very reasonable. $15 a person, $25 for a family. But if for any reason you say, this is not a good time for me for that, that is not a problem. Don't let anything keep you away.
1: And also walk-in, says Joanne, um, are welcome and so forth. And we start 8 o'clock with the rosary. And I know Father... As we discussed this 11 years ago, (laughs) you said, my heart is that we want to have a Congress, not a conference, but a Congress, a gathering.
2: We didn't know what that word really (laughs) was.
1: (laughs) And make it more prayerful. Yeah. yeah. And that's one of the reasons that this is a wonderful mini retreat. It's a half day. So we don't interfere with the Buckeye game. Oh, no. Oh, no. -hmm. No, God forbid. We'd be in trouble. But what we do is a half a day, we start at 8 o'clock with the rosaries, and the beautiful thing is the sisters from the Little Servant, Sisters of the Immaculate Conception, uh, who really run the St. John Paul II preschool. Mm
2: -hmm. Oh, they're so awesome. They can't say enough about those sisters.
1: Yep. And then we start at 8.30 with Mass with Bishop Fernandez, um, who was ordained as our 13th bishop of the Diocese of Columbus. So blessed. And then we have two great speakers, Father Joseph Laramie, um, a Jesuit priest who is now our spiritual director, working, and we always look at Father Stash yeah. as our spiritual director, but our spiritual director worldwide that's able to really spread this through his ministry as being uh, the newly ordained. Um, a priest of looking over the national, oh, he's now the national director of the Pope's Worldwide Prayer Network. And uh, so he's spreading this devotion and has written a book, Abide in the Heart of Jesus, a 10-day personal retreat with St. Ignatius. That's
2: a new book.
1: And, yeah, and so you just come and listen to Father. Then we have a beautiful, another Father Daly, Father <laughs> Thomas Daly, <laughs> uh, the who's with the <laughs> outlays of St. Francis. Mm-hmm and uh, bringing in that spirituality of St. Francis, the Salesians, and how St. Francis really wanted the interconnecting of the divine hearts and the natural heart to come together. And he's written a wonderful book, Behold This Heart.
2: I'm reading that book, Jack, and it's really a wonderful book. I totally recommend it, as well as Emily Jaminet's book, On the 12 promises, which is now award winning, but also really making a difference for many, including myself, to go deeper in an understanding of those amazing 12 promises.
1: And then Emily will be our MC. She's the executive director of the Sacred Heart Network. And then we close with Father Stosh Daly, Victor of Religious in our diocese. (laughs) former pastor of Holy Family and now the vice rector of the college of the Josephina with the seminarians in the college. And uh, that'll be adoration, exposition, litany. And we're going to talk about that in a minute and the benediction. And then that closes us. I mean, this is, this is the time to prepare yourself for Advent, prepare yourself for coming up, uh, the Feast Day of Christ the King.
2: And Chuck, it's going to be streaming live, too. You it's can streaming live it.
1: all over the world. And Welcome His Heart, go on com. If you cannot come, or if you know you have a brother, sister, family member, or friend around the United States, uh, certainly uh, invite them to stream live and so forth. And I know, Father, a lot of people say, well, uh, I've already been, to a Congress. You know, I've already been there. But there's something the Lord said that really resonates with me, is not only does he want us to expose the Sacred Heart, but he wants us to honor the Sacred Heart. And I know, Father, maybe speak a little bit about how the Congress can really honor the Sacred Heart.
0: I mean, well, the uh, the Congress itself does nothing but draw attention to and glorify the Sacred Mm -hmm. Heart, but I think You know, we can make an act of the will in our soul. We can make a a choice in our hearts to say, Lord, I'm going to go pray the mass this morning. I'm going to go uh, pray the rosary this morning with all of these other disciples who also love your heart. And that attendance, that participation is going to be an, an offering to you. It's going to be the way I venerate you. It's going to be the way I give witness to your power and how you've expressed that power in my life. It's also going to be a way that I can give witness to my family members and my neighbors and my mm-hmm. friends and my fellow parishioners. You know, if they were to ask, you know, are you going to mass tomorrow at the parish? Or are you going to go to breakfast with the club? Or are you going to be doing this? Or are you going to be raking your leaves when I say, <laughs> well, I have uh, something very important to do for the Lord. I'm going to be going to spend a morning in prayer, to spend a morning learning about the Lord's love. Uh, the lord's presence in the heart of jesus so even like our attendance can be something we can offer up to jesus as an act of uh honor or as an act of veneration and those little things are incredibly important for us it kind of reminds us that you know in order for there to truly be a love affair we have to renew and commit and Mm -hmm. live through not only words and gestures but also the movement of the heart that act of the will And, you know, attending Mass today on the first Friday, uh, spending maybe a few moments in prayer before Jesus and the Blessed Sacrament and the Tabernacle, uh, or maybe even just passing by the image of the Sacred Heart in our home and acknowledging the presence of the heart of Jesus in our home, those are ways that we can foster that love affair. We can deepen the love affair. Going to the Congress tomorrow, that's a yearly opportunity where we can just make a simple gesture where we can, you know, venerate the heart, honor the heart. And uh, let us remember the words of Jesus himself to St. Margaret Mary, you know, for those who propagate this devotion, for those who spread this devotion, for those who basically just simply put, give witness to my heart in their life, you know, their names will be written in my heart, never to be removed, never to be effaced.
2: And Father, just being in the company of, you know, tomorrow there'll be hundreds of uh, people who also are there for the same reason. Right, yeah, absolutely. And that in itself to me is just a little glimpse of heaven. Yeah. And there is a, there's a special joy there. Similar, you know, when we go to Holy Mass, but for this day, it's just um, the Sacred Heart Day.
1: Well, we're we're also saying for those that have already enthroned your home, or if you're newly, um, maybe on a journey, embarking on a journey of discovering the graces. You've not enthroned, you're not sure about it, uh, but you know that maybe your family needs some graces. And I think, Father, we know we talk about the 12 promises, but just a couple of them. I will give them all the graces necessary for their state in life. Well, who doesn't need that, <laughs> yeah, particularly right. today? Yeah. I will give peace to their families. I will console them in all their troubles. And that's three of the 12. And it's just a day to say, yes, Lord, I need all the graces I can get.
0: Right. And I think it's important, you know, for someone who might have just tuned in, you know, we say promises. This isn't secret knowledge. There's nothing yeah. secretive about the Sacred Heart. And if someone's like, what's well, a promise? You know, well, when did Jesus make this promise? Well, remember, mm-hmm. you know, over the course of the whole life of the church, the Lord has continually been speaking about how much he loves humanity, how much he wants us to come back to him so as to make our way back to the Father. And when he appeared to St. Margaret Mary, and right there some people turn off. Mm. They're like, oh, an apparition. Mm. But the thing is, when he spoke to her, he was speaking to all of humanity through her. And their conversations with one another in those different visits and apparitions, they've been boiled down to those 12 promises. So mm-hmm. when, we, when we reference a promise on this show, sometimes people are like, I don't know what they're talking about. Oh, well, we're referencing a part it, of that Father. conversation. Yeah. The conversation that the Lord Jesus had with you know, a beautiful soul, St. Margaret Mary, a visitation nun in Père Limoniel, France. But it's also important for us to not limit the devotion, mm-hmm. not limit the experience of the heart of Jesus. To that one conversation Mm -hmm. over those few years i mean it goes all the way back to creation it goes back to the father loving us Mm -hmm. so much to call us into existence and then he sends his son to us jesus to bring us from existence Mm -hmm. into life from that sin into grace you know so when we use that word promise for some of our listeners and maybe even people have been listening for a while they're just i just don't get this and it's like remember whenever you hear the word promise related to the sacred devotion it's just a reference to that conversation that our beloved Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, had with St. Margaret Mary, you know?
1: And it follows scripture. It's, Absolutely. It's everything outside no, of scripture. not at all, exactly. Yeah, and it's exactly. not, um, you know, it's not like, uh, what, what do you call it, a, a surprise, but the word I'm looking for, I can't think of, but it's not, uh, you know, hokey pokey
0: or whatever it is. It's not an addendum.
1: <laughs> It's not hokey, like all of a you do this and all
0: this is going to happen. Yeah, there's a lot of hokey pokey in this world. The yeah. second of <laughs> Jesus is not hokey pokey. Yeah. nor no. are His promises. No, well, the promises. And,
2: you know, I think maybe being a mother and a homemaker, which we say, make your home another Bethany. Oh yeah. And yeah. you know, you really take a moment and think about your home. Yeah. Your home. Our Lord wants it to be a refuge. He mm. wants it to be a place of renewal, refreshment, and love. Yeah. And you know, if you can think of, you know, like, oh, that's not my house. It's know, yeah, <laughs> it's chaos and you know a war it's zone. Like, yeah. That's not my house. And it's a mess. <laughs> and and uh, but this is the first step, maybe. Of making your home another Bethany because yeah. it's possible because our Lord wants it to be, he wants it to be a Bethany. Yeah. He
1: wants to come in in a special
2: way. He wants to be. He wants your home to be a place
0: where he can come and rest. Yes. Yeah.
1: All right. Now let's just take a moment and listen to the bishops because the bishop has given yes. us a promo oh, he's and awesome. <laughs> uh, how inviting people uh, to the Congress.
3: My dear friends in Christ. I'm Bishop Earl Fernandez, the Bishop of the Diocese of Columbus. I'd like to invite you to come to the Sacred Heart Congress at St. Paul's Church in Westerville on November 5th. Pope Francis has said that mercy cannot be a parenthesis in the life of the church. The life of our local church in Columbus depends on receiving God's mercy, which flows from his Sacred Heart. From the time I became bishop, I have emphasized vocations. Every vocation is born in the family. And if we want to have a strong church, we need to have strong families. And so what better way to have a strong family than to enthrone the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary in our home? What better way to have a strong family than to emphasize devotion to the Sacred Heart? Come and be a part of this great Congress in our diocese and help our diocese have a true rebirth in devotion to God's heart, the heart of mercy.
0: For more information on November 5th's Sacred Heart Congress, please visit welcomehisheart.com. That was not just the bishop, that was also Dave Horseman. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so.
2: Wow, he really, he really said it. I don't know who could have said it better. And,
1: and it's an invite. It's oh, just an invite. It is. And also for you out there, if you're coming and you're with someone today, share about you you would like to have them join you. Right. And again, it's someone. tomorrow. You can walk in, as Joanne said, it's fifteen or twenty-five for a whole family, or fifteen for an individual. Uh, but it's also, if you can't afford anything, we offer scholarships. We're not going to turn anyone away. The rosary starts at eight. The mass is at eight thirty. It's over with right at twelve. Um, so everybody, it's a half-day retreat. But I know today is a special feast day, Father.
0: It's huge feast day. <laughs> feast day. It is all caps, bold, italicized, underlined, a different language. Huge feast day. I'm
2: surprised your name wasn't Charles.
0: God works in mysterious ways.
1: (laughs) Come on, come
0: on. (laughs) St. Charles Borromeo. Carlo Borromeo. Indeed.
1: Feast Day for all Charles's out there, but especially yes, for all that's of us. true, yeah. But I know he had a dedication to the Sacred Heart Father. He
0: did. And I think, you know, um, he's one of those saints that, unfortunately, so many people don't know about. They've never even heard of. Now, here locally, we have a, a strong connection to him because of our all-boys high school. So we have a lot of young men who have gone there for school. So they might know the name St. Charles Borromeo because of the high school. But that doesn't necessarily mean they know the man. I mean, St. Charles Romeo, from his earliest, youngest years, was already set aside, dedicated to service of the Lord. And yet, at the same time, um, he came from a background that was incredibly, we would say, well-off, wealthy. Um, You know, his parents were connected to the Medici family. Um, His uncle was the Pope at the time. Um, That's a pretty good connection. Yeah. It depends on how you look at it. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, but you know the thing is like he he just had this great this great uh path laid in front of him and yet you know when his brother died um his family wanted him to renounce the clerical life and come back and take over the family estate and the family fortune and the family wealth but he knew that he was supposed to be uh, totally set aside dedicated to jesus and you know, he went on to become a great friend of St. Philip Neri, a great co-worker, collaborator of St. Pius V, a co-worker up here of St. Francis Borgia, St. Robert Bellarmine. Um, he would write eloquently about St. Francis de Sales. I mean, all of these saints were together. And I think that's something beautiful we learn about the life of St. Charles Romeo is sanctity attracts others who are seeking sanctity. And when Charles Romeo, at a very young age, was appointed Archbishop of Milan, you know, he could have stayed in Rome where all of the excitement was, but he wanted to go back and be with the people he was sent to shepherd. And he was the first resident bishop in over 70 years. I mean, so when he went back, back, the sheep were not used to having a shepherd. The children were not used to having the father at home. And when he went back, things were in a total mess. And he gave himself over to the heart of Jesus. And keep in mind, when Charles Romeo was alive and thriving and serving the Lord, the great apparition in France had not yet taken place. You know, this is the late 1500s, and the Council of Trent had just finished, and Charles Romeo was one of the ones who helped bring the council to a close and then implement the reforms. But when he went back, he worked tirelessly, and he did it all for the heart of Jesus. You know, he would go into schools and parishes and convents. Um, He would start new initiatives. But everything was focused on Jesus, the person of Jesus. And we can learn so much about him because today people are desperate to revitalize and renew the church. And yet a lot of times these programs are not centered on Jesus. They're centered on people. Whereas Charles Romeo, the great reformer, he said, nothing will bear fruit if it's not rooted in him. And he would put the heart of Jesus everywhere. Uh, He would direct the attention from the youngest of children, orphans, to the oldest of the elderly. He would direct the attention of everyone. And of course, he's most popularly known for being fiercely dedicated to the people of the city of Milan during a plague when everyone fled the city to save themselves and they went to their uh, homes or cottages in the countryside, Charles as the Cardinal Archbishop, He stayed with the people visiting the sick and the dying in the streets, delivering our Lord in Holy Communion, Viaticum, the last rites. I mean, he really was, and he truly was what the church speaks of today and wanting her priest to be a shepherd who was among the sheep, but he always direct their attention to the heart of Jesus.
2: Well, what an opportunity St. Charles has to go deeper in um, the not just the students, but the parents' understanding. Oh, you mean the, the high school? Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, what absolutely.
3: Oh, definitely. And, and
0: the also great, the
2: and, the great yeah.
1: and the great gift we have tomorrow yeah. is uh, Father Thomas Daly, who mm-hmm. teaches. At, at St. Charles
0: Borromeo Seminary oh, in Philly. Yeah. And he's going to be talking father. about
1: the one heart. Yeah. Because it, it all connects. No, it's so true, true. When you talk uh, about St. Francis de Sales, yeah. he's our patron saint
0: right, of no, the I, diocese. And I think that's so beautiful. Like Charles Borromeo would quote the works, the writings of St. Francis never heard de Sales. This. But I think, I think that's something that a lot of Catholics don't appreciate. Mm-hmm. And perhaps a lot of Christians who are not Catholic don't understand. When you enter into the life of one saint, you immediately encounter all of these other saints. Because mm-hmm. they're all pursuing Jesus. And I think it's so incredibly important for us. It's a great consolation to us to realize that it's not up to us to choose the saints we like. Mm-hmm. It's up to us to acknowledge the saints the Lord has sent to walk with mm. us.
1: Well, I know our next session, we're going to be talking about All Saints Day, really for the whole month of November. (laughs) That's true. So is this it, program director?
0: (laughs) We've been cut off. All right, (laughs) we are being cut off. Okay. Is there time for a prayer? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Always. We invite you to join as we bring to a close this segment by uh, renewing our daily covenant with the Lord's sacred heart. Dear Sacred Heart of Jesus, we renew our pledge of love and loyalty to you. Keep us always close to your loving heart and to the most immaculate heart of your mother. May we love one another more each day, forgiving each other's faults as you forgive us our sins. Teach us to see you in the members of our family and those we meet outside the home, loving them as you love them, especially the poor and oppressed, that we may be instrumental in bringing about justice and peace. Help us carry our cross daily out of love for you, And help us strengthen this love by frequent participation in the celebration of the eucharist thank you dear lord for all the blessings that you will give us this day and protect us in all families help us to live that we might get to heaven amen amen i was actually raised in the catholic church i I, um, went to grade school uh, through sixth grade and pretty much about the time i went to high school Um, I stopped attending church and really didn't think much more about it for a number of years. The return to church, the Catholic Church, was somewhat of an evolution. I thought I knew what the Catholic Church believed and taught but uh, learned very quickly from somebody who knew far more about the Bible than I ever hoped to know. Uh, I learned that the Catholic Church what it truly taught and that that's where I needed to be. I'm a recovered alcoholic and drug addict. Without God in my life I'd probably be dead. God has literally saved my life. I feel like I'm truly on the road to uh, the fulfillment of of really all of my desires, uh, which is ultimately to spend eternity in heaven, both
3: myself and my family. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for whatever reason, we invite you to take another look. Visit CatholicsComeHome.org today. My dear friends in Christ, I'm Bishop Earl Fernandez, the Bishop of the Diocese of Columbus. I'd like to invite you to come to the Sacred Heart Congress at St. Paul's Church in Westerville on November 5th. Pope Francis has said that mercy cannot be a parenthesis in the life of the church. The life of our local church in Columbus depends on receiving God's mercy, which flows from his Sacred Heart. From the time I became bishop, I have emphasized vocations. Every vocation is born in the family, and if we want to have a strong church, we need to have strong families. And so, what better way to have a strong family than to enthrone the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary in our home? What better way to have a strong family than to emphasize devotion to the Sacred Heart? Come and be a part of this great Congress in our diocese and help our diocese have a true rebirth in devotion to God's heart, the heart of mercy. For more information on November 5th's Sacred Heart Congress, please visit welcomehisheart.com.
0: Good morning and may the Lord bless you on this first Friday of the month, this first Friday of November. As we are in the Sacred Heart Hour here on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, we invite you to consider the glory of the Lord's Sacred Heart, especially as we're in the month of all saints and the month of all souls. Chuck and Joanne, as we enter into the second segment of this live show here on St. Gabriel, we enter into the enthronement prayer to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Most kind Jesus, we humbly kneel at thy feet. We renew the consecration of ourselves to thy divine heart. Be Thou our King forever. In Thee we have full and entire confidence. And may Thy Holy Spirit penetrate our thoughts, our desires, our words, and our deeds. Bless our undertakings. Share in our joys and in our trials and in our labors. Grant us to know Thee better, to love Thee more, and to serve Thee without faltering. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. As we talked about, and you heard uh, the promo from the bishop, really talking about the domestic church rebuilding the mm-hmm. domestic church, restoring the domestic church, making the domestic church new again. And I know for everybody out there that's part of families today, we're all part of families. That is something where the world is trying to drag the family away from each other, yeah. isolating the family be- between their phones, between everything else, where they're driving the family away. And what the heart of Jesus wants to do is bring the family back together. So, the reason we're inviting you to the Congress for those that have enthroned or those that are embarking on a journey to discover the graces of this devotion, you'll find a personal encounter with Jesus, peace in your home, safe refuge in life and death, blessings on your undertakings, an infinite source of mercy, and restore and enliven faith for those who surrender themselves holy to christ so it's a time to enter in open a new door for your family and start making faith a priority so
0: true and jesus
1: will do this by just opening the door renewing your enthronement or honoring your enthronement or enthroning
0: what's the domestic church
2: oh yeah your turn we use
0: that we use that, mm. but I, like, I want to make sure like everyone knows when you hear domestic church, mm. and Chuck hit it, it's like the family, the individual at home praying, the disciple of Jesus in their home, that's the domestic church. And there's not a single one of us who walks with Jesus, who's striving to follow Jesus, who's try- trying to be a faithful Catholic Christian, whos who isn't a, doesn't have, have the domestic church at home. I, you know?
2: That's important for you to clarify, Father. So we don't give the impression that it's got to be that you know, Ozzie and Harriet situation with, that does date me.
0: Now, um, does everyone know who Ozzie and Harriet are? (laughs) They might not even know Ozzie and Harriet.
2: Or we could say Lucy and Desi. I mean, you know.
0: Oh, Lord, Joanne. (laughs) We're going to do a whole series of introductions. I know.
2: (laughs) But, you know, mother, father, children.
0: Exactly.
2: perfect. And um, no, it's much more encompassing than that. Everyone yep. it's true. is connected. Yeah.
1: Whether you have a religious vocation, whether you are part of a marriage vocation, or whether you're part of a holy single vocation, you have a household, you have a exactly. domestic church. Exactly. And yep. that domestic church needs Jesus at the center of it. Yep. That's what this is all about. And fathers, we talk about all saints and all souls um two classifications two different
0: yeah
1: feast days
0: yeah well keep in mind like they remember the church um is kind of existing in three different states she, we have the church triumphant all of our brothers and sisters in heaven all the saints then we have the church militant that's you me all of us fighting the good fight on earth you know and then we have the church suffering the souls in purgatory And I think it's important for us to remember the church has those three different states. She has her children in heaven. She has her children on earth and she has her children in purgatory. And it's important for us to kind of keep that in mind as we go into any kind of exploration or investigation into the beauty, the reality of celebrating all saints and all souls. You know, one of the things that I I remember, um, and I just had a moment to really pause. It was really quite powerful after the mass, for all saints at the seminary. If some of the young men, the seminarians were talking about their favorite saints, you know, mm. and I, it was just, it was really humbling and it was uplifting to hear these men who want to be priests talking about their, their favorite saints. And their conversation provoked within me, this remembrance of an encounter years ago at my previous assignment, where I had the privilege of walking with an individual, a woman who truly lived on the streets you know her she had no home no shelter but she lived on the streets and uh, she would never tell anyone her name she never gave anyone mm. her name but she would she started coming into the church and then she would mm. sit in the back of the church and she would watch the mass mm. she'd watch the faces of the people praying the mass mm. she'd listen to their voices and eventually that beautiful soul sought entrance into the church and i was having a conversation with her one day and i didn't know that it was towards the end of her journey on earth and mm. i asked her you know uh, about, it was near all saints. Um, and I said, you know, is there anyone that's really stood out to you as we're looking ahead mm. to the solemnity of all saints? Are there any saints that have stood out to you? Who are your favorite saints? And she said, Father, based on what I learned in RCA, my favorite saints are the saints we remember on All Saints Day. Mm. Everyone in heaven who we don't know them by name. Mm. All of the other saints, the ones who, you mm. know, have never gone through the formal canonization process, but they are there, the millions. Mm. And I asked her, I was like, that's fascinating understanding of all saints why does it speak to you and she goes no one knows my name no one knows i exist Hmm. she said but when i first started coming into holy family church to pray the mass i was Hmm. seeking refuge from the cold from the heat from the elements but i saw these people and i could tell they were having a conversation Hmm. with someone that i couldn't see and Hmm. i didn't know their names but i could tell that whoever they were talking to knew their name Hmm. and i wanted to talk to the same person and I eventually came to realize that in the mass, I was watching these people, they were talking to Jesus and I didn't have to know their name because I knew he knew their name and they didn't have to know mm. my name because I knew he knew my name. My favorite saints are the ones that we don't know their names. That is so profound. And I was thinking about that and it kind of haunted me almost because yeah. I thought all well, saints day isn't yeah. just about me remembering the <laughs> the loving saints yeah. that I know by name, but literally the millions and millions I don't know their names, mm. but they're in heaven and they want me to be with them. They want all of us to be with them. And it's just, it's overwhelming and it's beauty. And then to think about all of those beautiful souls in purgatory who are experiencing the purification and they want us to pray for them. They need us to pray for them. And, you know, one of the, th- the key words to help us understand the beauty, the power of all saints and all souls and our faith is solidarity. We stand in solidarity with the saints in heaven, with the souls in purgatory, and with one another here on earth. And the heart of Jesus is what fuels that sense of solidarity. And
2: Father, I think it's so important to focus on that because, you know, all souls and and all saints kind of coincides with Halloween.
0: Yeah, no, it's and, so true. And it is true. That yeah.
2: time has become, you know, a season. Yep. As it's yeah. gained momentum. It's true. And my Um, you know, my daughter took her daughter, my granddaughter to a cemetery Mm -hmm. because children can get very confused with all these goblins and horror and haunted houses and to say, you know, these souls are at peace. Yeah. These souls will rise again. This is not a scary place. This is a place that we pray, that we hope that we too one day will rise and mm-hmm. we will be with them and it was very it was really great
0: powerful lesson
2: very powerful yeah. so you know i really encourage especially uh, parents to counter this time yeah to really you know bring the light bring the saints yep. and and bring the souls and think about people <laughs> in your own world that you might know or even family members that might be just like you say, Father, one of those saints that are not canonized, right. but they don't care. They're with <laughs> Jesus.
0: Exactly.
1: All right, Father, this is from the Magnificat on All Souls Day. Mm. Ooh. And um, it's it's by um, Pope Benedict Sixteenth. And, you know, part of my issue coming into the church, this whole thing with purgatory, pray the prayer, you're in. Who you know, says that? Why did I join a church Pray the where there's different levels in. and so forth? Uh, but he really helped me here. Purgatory, Father, help him. Purgatory basically means that God can put the pieces back together again, that he can cleanse us in such a way that we are able to be with him and can stand there in the fullness of life. Purgatory strips off from one person, what is unbearable, and from another, the inability to bear certain things, so that in each of them, a pure heart is revealed. And we can see that we all belong together in one Mm. enormous sympathy of being. And I think, Father, purgatory is such a blessing.
0: Well, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. and
1: he said, even if the church didn't believe in purgatory, we would create purgatory. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's true. Indeed, absolutely. No, it's nothing but a gift, and it's nothing but an expression of mercy. Mm-hmm.
1: So, when someone passes away, mm-hmm. all souls—we're talking—it passes away. And I know uh, Joanne's father said, uh, "Sister, here's money. I want <laughs> prayers every day yeah, said sure. for me. Don't assume yeah. I'm in heaven.
0: Right? Yeah."
1: So, we have to really pray for those that have passed on. Absolutely. And that's yeah. the reason for all souls. Yeah.
0: Day. Well, we get the thing is, we get to pray for, we get to love those who have died. Um, you know, to deny purgatory is to deny our humanity, to just think mm-hmm. that we're all walking around as little gods who are totally perfect and mm-hmm. absolutely deserving of. Uh, you know, bliss and the heavenly reward. But to acknowledge our humanity is then to say, God in his goodness loves. And in his love, he wants the totality of our humanity to be brought to heaven. And I I think if we just meditate on the Blessed Virgin Mary, we learn a lot about the reality of our humanity and purgatory. The Blessed Virgin Mary never sinned. And there's a lot of people who have yet to really wrestle with that truth. They acknowledge it, they'll say Mm. it, they, you know, treasure it. But do they live by it? Our lady never sinned. So because she never sinned, she was the immaculata, the immaculate conception. That means she was perfectly, totally, beautifully human. Hmm. She was assumed into heaven. She did not deserve you know, that experience of, she had no need for that experience of purification. Mm-hmm. She was already pure. When we sin, we lose a little bit of our humanity. We destroy a little bit of our humanity or maybe a lot of our humanity. The Lord wants us Mm -hmm. to be totally human when we enter into heaven. And so he kind of, like you said, quoting Pope Benedict, he puts the pieces of our humanity back together. I love that. And we receive the grace through the sacraments on earth. And then when we experience that period of time where the Lord is going to put our humanity back together, through His grace. He makes use of the charity of those who are still alive and praying. You know, One of the greatest things, uh, just yesterday, believe it or not, I was walking up the steps, leaving the bonfire with the seminarians, and this name of a former seminarian popped into my mind from years ago when I was in seminary. And I reached out to a couple of my classmates last night via text message. I was like, what exactly was his full name? I said, he just popped back. And one of my former seminarian brothers, now a priest brother, he texted me the name and he's like, why did his name pop in? I said, I don't know. And he goes, Isn't that the beautiful gift of our, of our faith? Mm. A name pops into your mind. It's an automatic invitation from Jesus to pray for them. Mm. We don't know where they are. We don't know what they've done. We don't know what they're experiencing, but the Lord unites those who walk with him in love to be attentive to those promptings and pray for them. And
2: I think we really cheat our loved ones when we assume they're already in heaven and when we, because then it's. But like, well, why would I need to pray for them? They're all they're saints. Oh my, it makes me sad when I hear that. Mm-hmm. Because um because they probably will not get many of those prayers. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I think we also look at some wonderful feast days coming up in November. Uh Saint Leo the Great, Saint Gertrude. But Whoa. You know, Gertrude's okay, huge. all right, all right. <laughs>
0: Oh a little nervous oh you're going to like bulldoze spark, through that day sparks coming oh, off i want to know
2: more about Well her. Gertrude
0: the great she had she was one of the great uh, promoters of the devotion to the Sacred Heart Okay See Chuck just threw me a softball toss <laughs> he's like here you go In fact that was more like tee ball there wasn't even a toss he put the ball on his stick did t- I did I did tee
1: it up for you father
0: <laughs> Okay He's just going to be like bulldozing through that okay. Yeah and then but then Gertrude also had the beautiful devotion to the Holy Souls she gave us that prayer to pray you know for the holy souls but she's one of the great uh great apostles of the sacred heart devotion so thank you for that freebie chuck Very, <laughs> well we can... what i
1: understand <laughs> I learned was she was shown with mystical favors and rather re- revelation of our lord's sacred heart yeah so this is way before St. Margaret Mary. Huge. This oh, is yeah, 1,200 way. or something, 1,100. Yeah. yeah. And she, the, our Lord divulged his heart to her. Yeah. Now, I don't know whether he exchanged his heart with her father or not, because I knew that had happened. Yeah. But I know she was special. But then we come up to really why we enthrone. Christ the King. Feast Absolutely. Day. Yep. Meaning this is a day that everybody that has been enthroned their homes, should renew their enthronement to the king, and uh, so forth. Now, we do have a little special presentation here.
2: Because we aren't, you know, canonizing you yet, Father. You still have a ways to go. But we are celebrating you that today. Happens. It's
0: first Friday. We are
2: celebrating <laughs> you as your birthday.
0: Whoa. That's a lot of chocolate. <laughs> yeah! it's a bouquet of calories <laughs> so there's hershey bars everywhere well
2: you bring the sweetness of the lord and so Thank you, we you. appreciate you
0: you know i'm going to be absolutely devoured now by the seminarians <laughs> is when i pull onto campus they smell chocolate miles away two four
1: six miles well, there'll be Whoever the first eight are or something like that. Just looking at this. I
0: feel like I have to brush my teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go to the dentist. And
2: then, really, Father, can you
1: you believe November 27th? Father, the first Sunday of Advent.
0: I know. Time just keeps on moving. So what are we
1: doing preparing for Advent? Why do we have November?
0: Yeah. You know, I think one of the beautiful things that I I always have to challenge myself um, to think of the seasons as minutes in any given given day. How am I living Advent right now? How am I preparing for the coming of the Lord right now? And I think, you know, during the month of November, the month of the Holy Souls, the month of all saints, that reality, that time keeps on moving. And I wasn't made for this. I was made for something more. I was made for heaven. My Advent, like if I'm looking ahead to the season of Advent, I'm like, how am I going to live the season of Advent? Well, how am I living Advent right now? You know, we spoke of the beautiful solemnity of Christ, the King. Well, I'm not really going to be able to celebrate the kingship of Christ on that solemnity if I'm not living the kingship of Christ right now. And I think that's a beautiful invitation of the Sacred Heart devotion, right? Jesus is King, not just on one Sunday at the end of November, early December. Liturgically, he's King forever. He's King always. Do I want to be part of that kingdom? I have to celebrate the kingship of Jesus now. And, you know, it comes out in little ways, right? How we reference our speech, you know, let God be God. Thank God for God. You know, Jesus is Lord. Let Jesus be God in your life. Let Jesus be King. And, uh, you know, one of the beautiful references in the Sacred Heart enthronement is what we acknowledge Jesus as King, brother, and friend. Three different powerful ways of relating to Jesus, but we have to celebrate his kingship. We have to celebrate Advent. We have to celebrate Christmas. We have to celebrate celebrate the reality of Lent and Easter, ordinary time, every day, any day. Think of the seasons as, as minutes in any given hour, any given day. And then when we enter into the season, it's just a beautiful, more external, liturgical way of kind of uh, soaking up all those graces, if you will.
1: And, you know, Pope Pius X said a decree that the consecration <clears throat> excuse me, of the Sacred Heart to the human race— performed by pope leo the 13th be renewed every year yeah and i know father this is our renewal this is like once a year we have a congress yeah absolutely. because it's a great way to renew and i just want to invite all of those listening that say you know i haven't really signed up i just got other go. things
2: just, just go,
1: go. <laughs> walk in and you're going to meet colleen and and jennifer at the registration table and they're going to bring life Right there, just meeting them is going to give you a grace. And sign up and then be ready. But for, don't
0: leave after you meet them. Yeah. <laughs> you got to go yeah. into the church for the yeah, rest of it. you got to go the church. <laughs> you know, you yeah. can't say, oh, I just got everything I needed from Colleen and Jennifer. <laughs> They're the intro. you yeah. got to go through the next set of doors <laughs> to the Lord. <laughs> Very good,
1: Father. <laughs> and then we've, we've complete the cycle at the end of the month by St. Andrew the Apostle.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: And he was the one that's followed the Lord.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you see how the Lord works through the life of the mm-hmm. saints, and then, of course, in a particular way, the life of the apostles, they really are like the foundation, the building blocks of the church. And you look at how he works through the apostles to bring others. The Lord wants to work through you to bring others. You know, to bring others where? To his heart, to him, to know his name, to love his name, and to say his name with reverence and love and devotion. You know, so, I mean, we're just surrounded by, I I love this phrase, so great a cloud of witnesses, you know, from Hebrews. We have that cloud of witnesses around us. And, you know, it's weird, like the past two days we had that really mysterious fog Mm -hmm. early in the morning. And it was really quite dangerous for drivers, you know. You had to go slow. You had to appreciate your surroundings. You had to pay attention. You couldn't just go the normal route without really thinking. But isn't that the... The cloud of witnesses around us, that hmm. fog of witnesses around us, we've got to go slowly to pay attention to who is around us, learn wow. from them, walk with them. Fog will know?
2: never be the same when I'm driving again, Father. <laughs> It'll be a
1: meditation. That's beautiful. Yeah. Just make sure you keep your eyes on the road. Exactly how the whole world slows down. It's true, yeah.
0: it's yeah. so true. Wow,
1: that was insight. Yeah, you know, when and we, they honk their horns mm, 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 <laughs> when we talk about. um say saint andrew we also when i go back father and this is where people say well yeah but that was 1600 saint margaret mary but i know father you touched on this at the men's conference saint john the apostle from the beginning of the christian's story believers have a deep interest in the heart of jesus Mm. from the reflection of two passages in the gospel john saint john drawing the living waters from the heart of jesus By reclining on the bosom of our Lord at the Last Supper and the image of the pierced side on the cross from which blood and water flowed, Hmm. meaning it's from all from the beginning. Yeah. We have honored his heart.
0: The way you quote me makes me very nervous to speak. Yeah, I (laughs) mean. How do you remember what I say when I don't even remember what I say? (laughs) It's all on the recording, Father. We record everything. Oh. No, but it's true. The heart of Jesus is the story of love. That is Christianity. You know, it doesn't just come about in one year, a couple of hundred years ago, or a century and a half later, or a thousand years, and 1,500 years, six hundred years after the Jesus event. No, this is our life. This is our journey. And
2: he is the way, the truth, and the yep. life. And the way was he instituted a church. He instituted the sacraments and it is the truth and that is how we come to life. So if there's a path that's not on the way, Mm -hmm. it's not the truth and it's a, it's a dead end. Yeah. So plug into Jesus, his church, his sacraments. Yeah. And uh, and come to the Congress. <laughs> true. And guess what? It's all about Jesus. All about true. Jesus. It's yeah. There's no true. promotion.
1: There's no advertisements. You don't have to buy anything. Just show up.
0: Yeah. Just come. Just adore. Well, and there let are yourself some be really loved.
2: great books. You might want to pick up a good book <laughs> or
0: two.
1: Well, and and Father will be there tomorrow, so you can wish him a belated happy birthday. Yes. It'll be the
0: octave. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Oh my! Okay, <laughs> yeah, we got this. The hours word.
1: always go so fast. I know. Oh, my goodness, we have okay. a hard program director. <laughs> he doesn't give us any slack.
0: As we bring this uh, Sacred Heart Hour on Saint Gabriel Radio to a close on this first Friday of the month of November, we invite you to join us as we pray to the Sacred Heart of Jesus in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. O oh, Most Holy Heart of Jesus, Fountain of every blessing, I adore you. I love you, and with a lively sorrow for my sins, I offer you this poor heart of mine. Make me humble, patient, pure, and wholly obedient to your will. Grant, good Jesus, that I may live in you and for you. Protect me in the midst of danger. Comfort me in my afflictions. Give me health of body, assistance in my temporal needs, your blessings in all that I do, and the grace of a holy death. Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: And in closing, just remember... The Sacred Heart Congress is tomorrow uh, at St. Paul, the Apostle Catholic Church in Westerville. Starts at 8 o'clock with the rosary and the mass at uh, 8.30 with the bishop. Our theme this year really is rebuild, renew, and restore the domestic church, which we've talked about. But I think just an invite, the Congress is for those searching and want to go deeper with the heart of Christ and his promises. Come, whether you have enthroned your home or just wanting to find out what Jesus is promising for those that expose and honor His Sacred Heart. And it's not a once and done. This is why we do this every year. This is why every day you need to do it. So come to the Congress.
3: This is.